next month. Portrait will release their new album, At One With None, via Metal Blade Records. The Swedish heavy metal unit have been forging their own path for a decade and a half, infusing new life into a long-standing, well-established genre. Their upcoming record is another essential addition to the Portrait canon, which will please new and old heavy metal fans alike. Purchase your copy of At One With None now at metalblade.com slash portrait. Once again, Portrait's new album, At One With None. Pre-order it now at metalblade.com slash portrait. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, 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 friends out there. It is I, your host, Petter Spych. I am always joined by... My name is Brandon, the axe-wielder Han. I and thought you it could, was Gooch. Okay, uh, we, we'll go with that, too. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. Thanks for stealing my thunder. Appreciate it. You that. cannot follow him at the axe-wielder No, anywhere. we can't. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. That was such Your a good name. Works, though. It, it was such a good name. It was like it would be a perfect name if I were a wrestler in the eighties. <gasps> I think it works in the two thousands as well. Does it? Early two thousands. Yeah. All right, get my title. Are you gonna Early be like Jeff 2000s. Hardy? Yeah, attitude era. If I'm gonna be like if I'm gonna be like any wrestler, it's gonna be like Jeff Hardy because I have Jeff no Hardy. strength whatsoever. Oh. So Jeff just jumps off shit and just it breaks just his back. Cool. <laughs> oh, he makes it look cool, um, all right. You know, him limping away and not I being able to walk straight. I love Jeff Hardy. If he was gonna be a wrestler, he'd be like little Spike Dudley. And who else? <laughs> Who was awesome. <laughs> who was awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. But who else is here? Tell oh, us, tell us, tell us. My name is Sylvia. You can follow me on Instagram and uh, Twitter at It's the Sylvia. And make sure to follow the co-host, Jocelyn Sharp. That's J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N Sharp. Um, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Jocelyn Sharp. The Wizard of Jaws. That's J-O-Z on TikTok. This week, guys, so happy I get to promote the new record from Between the Barrier to Me. Colors 2 is out right now. We got Paul Wagoner on the show when we're here to discuss that but before we get into that guys as always let's talk a little bit about the metal sucks news tell me who's insidious tell me who's an idiot tell me how to feel it's the news make me feel great make me feel hate feel my own agenda it's the news like your new gods all right. It's fine. No, I know, but I got to make new ones. I know you got to make new I'm ones. Because I'm a creative outlet. I, yeah. And now well, I'm, you are not a creative outlet. This is your I am a creative outlet. force. Okay, well, there you go. Gravity. First news story we're going to talk about <laughs> is uh, Randy Bly's comments about uh, asking his fans to come out to the, the shows, because the Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium, Hatebreed shows have officially started uh, to you know get vaccinated and wear a mask when you go to the show. Now... Me and Brandon, we, we've been setting this up for a while that we're going to start going to shows. We mm-hmm. did go to our very first show uh, this last weekend, or last week, and that yeah. was Ex Mortis and Lich King at a uh, small, small venue, the Dive Bar. Not a lot of people there. I'd say about 50. Okay. Right, Brandon Fair? I would say 50, yeah. And that was the first metal show we've been to. How was since it? it? Oh, dude, it was... It, it was, was fun. It was epic. Did you guys like, get emotional because it was your first concert? I, got, I, I, I did a little bit. I sat there with my arms crossed and had like the little mask on my chin. Yeah. You know, and I just was watching, you know, Conan play guitar and just I just... There was moments in. where I'm just like, man, yeah. I need this in my life. I'm going through a rough patch right now in my life yeah. and I'm like watching it and I'm like, all right, I was in a bad mood when I showed up. They started playing. I got into a better mood. I tried to hug Pete 
And then he was like, get off me. That's not true. <laughs> I swear to God he was. No. He, I, I, I go, come here, bro. Come here, this bro. And he's like, yeah. enjoying life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know what, bro? I'm getting out of my dark spot. And I go to give him, I go, give me a big hug. And he's like, it was like a split second. And he's like, get off me. And there was almost like a gay expletive thrown out there. I could feel it coming out of your mouth. He's making that but up. I'm totally making that up. I'm making that up. I, held, I, held I, held I just want the Metal Sucks audience yeah. to turn their yeah. ear, you know. I, I, I held him. I didn't good. So, but uh, no, I it was. I think it's funny. It's like this is me enjoying life. This is Come me here, enjoying Pete. life, Pete. Dude, you're helping me get through a hard time. Get the fuck off me. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Back and, to my dark spot. Yeah. No. But it was. It was. Uh, it was really an emotional time. And then um, this weekend is Psycho Vegas for everybody yeah. that doesn't go, know out there. And so I've been experiencing that. I, I still have one more. And he went to that by himself, so no one to let down. Yeah, so I, I went to day, I went to day one by myself. <laughs> Unless it was like a random person. Hey, man, I'm, hey I'm man, enjoying life yeah. right now. Exactly, yeah. He'll give me a, a half-second hug, but a total stranger, you might get a you know a karate chop Full. in the throat. Yeah, day, day two was wife-friendly because there were bands I can she would more than likely enjoy. What I mean sure. is, we, you know, we saw Big Business, the new Def, Def Heaven, you know, which is the newer version of Def Heaven, yeah. the songs they played. Uh, Flaming Lips, and of course Danzig, and so um, she was with me on. She's day a mom. Two. Did she bang heads with him? <laughs> she was banging her head okay. during Lucid Vuge too. He played it in its entirety, and oh. it was amazing. I mean, it's it's weird to say at this stage Danzig was amazing live. I had there's epiphany moments going on in every day so far at Psycho Vegas, and like yeah. I said, after this show, I'm I'm going to the final day, um, which and again, my plan is only to see six or seven bands because I'm not the guy that's going to be running around 20 bands. And I'm also not the guy to leave sets midway. Like I want to see a band start because you to get finish. invested. Yeah, I'm just like you know what, yeah. like like there was all these conflicts with like Mastodon on the first night, and and I wanted to be like, oh, I want to see Mastodon, but I also want to see X Hoarder, and I want and I I went to see Mastodon. I'm like, I'm not leaving, so I missed X Hoarder. You know, mm-hmm. I'm watching them from start to finish, dude, and, and it was a a great time. And, and I uh, do hate that though. Like I the wish commercial shit. What I really, like, what my commercial shit is mean. Let me see a band play two songs and go to another band. Like I, I, I don't feel like that's something I can participate. Well, in. what I don't like <laughs> about those Either festivals. I miss the band or I see them. Yeah. What I don't like about the festivals is it's like, I like it when it's set up beautifully, where you got two stages, where one band is starting the second the mm-hmm. other band ends. Like it's like, yeah. and then people just kind of march over go there. Now, if you're like Pete and I, where we're old, you know, we got old balls and stuff. Like oh, if wait, we're, what? Well, sorry, no one. Uh, uh, balls are fine. They, they knew. No, they're not. His his are very very uh, angry. Um, they they are don't they, they don't angry they don't like kids on their lawn. They wield but, uh, axes sometimes. Sometimes you know? he wield sometimes axes. You know, they don't like kids mm-hmm. on his lawn. The pile yeah. driver. But oh. uh, but but what I was saying though is it's like when you when you stand in the back like Pete and I, you know, because we're in our forties, it's yeah. the 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 walk the walk isn't very long. You know, but but that's only if it's like one band stops and then another band starts in another stage. Like uh-huh. then that way the band it's not such a long walk when you're always just going from the See, back into the back. I don't care about any of the walking stuff. Like, you know, nothing really is near Psycho Vegas at the Manley Bay, uh, where it happened. Um I, I I'm gonna take that back a little bit, but I don't really care about the walking stuff, waiting in line. I don't care about that. I just I just need a direct plan to make sure I, I see all the you know, see a band in its entirety there. That was kind of my thing, you know, and so for me, like like seeing the sword, you know, uh, at, at the Great Mandalay band. Bay Beach with mm-hmm. my feet in the sand, that was special. Um, the only band I saw a couple songs of because I was on my way to see Cephalic Carnage was Jizza. I saw him play like two tracks, and you were surprised by how you liked it. No, uh, or you dude, just thought he great. brought the energy. It was, no, it was good. It was yeah. solid. I, and no, it was like I wanted to stay, and then I was like, dude, go see Cephalic Carnage. Mm-hmm. So I, that's the only band I cut off. Everybody else. So day two, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna. Here's our plan. We're watching six bands, start to finish, moving on, done. And like I said, my wife 
was with me on day two. So I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to put her through the, uh, like, like where I wanted to be is like, yeah. it was like, it was primitive man, pig destroyer, dying fetus, cannibal corpse. Those four bands played in a row. Well, those aren't wife friendly. So yeah. I had, I had, I had to sneak in like oh, one. I'm like, we can see one of these bands, but I had to let the other ones go. Let me tell, you, so, fine with. Let me tell yeah. you something about Pete's wife. Okay. Yeah. By the way, Pete's wife at a metal show is, has it got to be a seat, a, a sight to see because she does not look like a metal head at all. Yeah. You know I mean? She uses like conditioner in her hair and stuff. So it's like, <laughs> it just throws everybody off. <laughs> she's not a metal fan, but she's, she's more than willing to watch. Like I that's said, what makes her a good lady. I'll she's not going right to ruin now, your, she's not going to ruin your good time. Big business was probably surprising. I'm not saying surprisingly, cause I do love that band, but surprisingly, that was probably one of those epiphany moments I'm talking about for me and her, where she just was watching Cody play the drums and this, the aura of seeing them in this event center, this large venue, you know, and, and just crushing it. Like big business was a real special moment for her. Obviously, Danzig, she's a huge Misfits fan because she grew up on the Misfits. So mm-hmm. Danzig was important to her because she's never seen him. You know, oh. I've seen Danzig yeah. three times, and all three times, okay, one time he, he did sound good. This is back in like 2002, 2004, maybe. Yeah. And uh, then I saw him uh, again where the sound system just went complete dog shit. And then I saw him when he did the Misfits, which is even mu- multiply the dog shit that I saw him at the one venue, and then. That's when I saw him with the Misfits because the just again the sound was just what was that, hideous. Twenty nineteen. Yes, when the Misfits came yeah, to Vegas. Like oh, yeah, okay. I mean yeah, it was hideous. You couldn't mm-hmm. hear a single word. It was just rah, 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 rah. all right. This is he went when Eagles there, and I'm like great. And then I can't. I couldn't. I, he's telling me what the song is, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, oh, that's t- a that's how bad. The, that's how bad it was. I've seen him solo probably like seven or eight times. I've seen him since I was you know a teenager all the way through and every time i've seen him solo i this is the one performance i was worried about because lucifuge 2 is obviously a record oh, it's, th- a- it's it's incredible so i was really hoping for no but every single time i see solo stuff i thought he was on point mm-hmm. i enjoyed the shit out of him so and again i got one more day and you're right here's the thing this is what i say about the walking yesterday at mm-hmm. this mandalay bay you know when when it comes to vegas saturday we pile shit on yeah. Where there's a billion things happening at once, and in a, in the three in a three block radius yesterday, maybe four blocks. What do you think? You t- you tell me, Brandon. We had WWE SummerSlam, mm-hmm. virtually one one or two blocks away, and then we had Pacquiao, the Manny Pacquiao fight versus uh, Jordanius Ugas. Congratulations to Ugas. Two blocks knew it to the right, <laughs> right? So, and then you have Psycho Vegas here in the in the center of Mandalay Bay. Um, so when I was walking, say like the House of Blues to the event center. All the WWE fans and all the boxing fans, it was like old school New York subways shit. Wow. Where you're like, dude, this is intense. So, and this being my first wrestling fans, wrestling wrestling fans, metal fans, <laughs> and then Manny Pacquiao fans for probably the Philippines. Just yeah, <laughs> just like dude, what, a, what was, an eclectic bunch. So the walking was tough because it was very packed, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so this being my first like the X Morta show, like I said, I was dude. A great time, no doubt about it. But I wasn't I really it. concerned about much. Like when I go to something like this, me and my wife were already scheduled tests for like Thursday, Friday, just in case, you know, sure. the following week. Just you to never be like, know. all right, I want to make sure. Because the test is such a fucking not nothing. Mm-hmm. I've done like 14 of them, right? And I'm, I'm 14 and 0. Yeah. Woo. I keep winning. So we, we scheduled them because we're like, you know, and after the first night, I wasn't really worried because they're like, ah, oh, you wear your mask on, you kind of stay away. And, and, uh, but yesterday, yeah, dude, we were like elbow to elbow with people trying to get to the, to the next band. And then it got to the point where we're like, let's just hang out at the event center. We'll just watch the rest of these bands. Put some hand sanny on. 
Yeah, every, they, well, they had the hand sanitizer every, every time okay. we walked past, we threw it on. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> okay, like that. I think and, I'd do that. And so eventually we sat there and, dude, I mean, it was great. Flaming Lips, Danzig. I mean, you know, there was a, just, like I said, it was very user-friendly for my lady. I went to go okay. see, uh, my buddy got Rise Against tickets. Yeah, you saw them, yeah. And that was, I saw them, Pete sent me a picture of uh, the sword at the Mandalay Bay Beach, and I'm like, oh, that would have been awesome. But I will yeah. tell you, though, Rise Against, like, dude, they're, that's one thing I, I always marvel at when I see those guys live. I've only seen them twice, but... Uh-huh. That guy's voice. I don't even know the lead singer's name, but Jesus Christ, he crushes he's got, he's it. He's two colored eyes. Oh, like a dog, yeah. like a German Shepherd. Nice. Or no, like a Husky. Are those yeah, the dogs that usually have probably. the two colored eyes? Okay. I saw Rise Against just one time. They were with Killswitch for some reason. I think Killswitch Engage opened for him. I can't remember why. That's a weird. That's a I weird swear. Pairing, I'm not making that up. It was. It was. A, it was maybe four or five years ago. But it was with Jesse in the band. So yeah. it wasn't the Howard. But days. it's a good venue where you uh, yeah. saw Rise Against. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cosmo was good. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and, and you know, you're looking around and masks are on, masks are off. Yeah, uh, that's. And we can talk about that. Like for for an event like Psycho Vegas, I'm gonna guess legitimately when I turn around and I see Mastodon performing, the event center at Manly Bay, I would say holds ten to twelve thousand people. Is that fair? I'm guessing, kind of. Uh, the event center? Yeah, I'd probably say twenty or thirty. I mean, like, but I'm saying like, that's if the stands are packed. Yeah. Are yeah. we just talking about no, the people floor? Are, no, you can sit or, or stand. So I'm going to guess 10,000 people, right? Because when Mastodon was playing, again, mm-hmm. I'm moving up front. I'm watching, you know, that. I mean, I had a moment when they played Ancient Kingdom where I was just like, man, dude, like this band is so special, man. Yeah. It just, like I said, I had a lot of those epiphany moments. Big Good. Business, The Sword. Um, I just love seeing a band in sync. And yeah. that's that, that's one thing uh, I really enjoyed about Ex Mortis a couple days prior. Like same. I had the same We were talking there, about, yeah. you know, we're talking about scenes, you know, a band like Mastodon on a huge stage like, you know, at the Mandalay Bay. But then you uh, you look at Ex Mortis, we're at the dive bar. And I mean, I'm just watching these guys shred. And there's something so amazing about being, you. I mean, I'm literally, you can literally reach out and touch him or, you know, mm-hmm. fuck up his guitar solo if you wanted <laughs> yeah. to. I mean, it was... If you were being a dick. Yeah, yeah. But dude, these guys... Again, watching a band that shreds so hard, and they got two shredders. So they got wow. two shredders, and just watching them be, just be in lockstep, it's, I, I, that's why I love, that's why, you know, the DJs and stuff, I'm not going to shit on them because I do know they're talented and I do know they're just good at all the instruments. And why pay a bass player and a drummer and another guitar player when you mm-hmm. can just do it all by pressing it, you know, make it, record it, press it, you know, I, people still get lost in the energy. I don't think, I don't like it just because. I just love watching people work together and there's nothing that shows that better than music. Yeah. And then with the masks at the Psycho Vegas, Mandalay Bay, I, I have, a, I, I run into people all the time when I go to these festivals and I ran into a good friend of mine and he was very refusing to wear the mask. And I just, I just said, I go, dude, you don't own the Mandalay Bay. Like if you go into my house and I say, take my shoes off, you take your shoes off. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you respect me. I'm like, just respect the fucking stupid no, mask rule, people... man. Like these security guards are hounding him every time I run into yeah. him. He's arguing with a security guard and I'm like, Dude, just just fucking like and and again indoors uh, at the event center. There's plenty of room. Brandon, you just said it's like twenty thousand people. Max I saw was like ten thousand. I turn around, the floor is full, mm-hmm. but there are seats everywhere, so you can spread out. So you can spread out. You might as well. And uh, yeah, but for the most part, everything I saw is like people just people well, followed the rules of the man. See the thing: the Manly Bay had its own rules. The House of Blues had its own rules. The pool had its own rules. So you had the different venues. If you didn't want to wear a mask, you can go outside to the pool. I don't think anybody hey, busted balls there. It, when know, it comes so. to the mask, check this out: the yeah. the Las Vegas Raiders are making their fans show proof of vaccination. 
Guns N' Roses is taking place uh, at Allegiant. At Allegiant, the same. That's where the Raiders play, and they're not making people do that. So it's not a venue thing. No. It's a company thing, mm-hmm. and it's like, and this is where this is what really upsets me is like the same people that are like you know sheeple and whatever, and it's like you're gonna tear if you had a business and you had a, a rule that you wanted people to obey by. Yeah. Then and people aren't doing it, you know then. This is exactly it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, I, I don't, I, it's not so much of a just comply, just do what you're told. But once a business is actually saying, this is up to the business to say yeah. this. Once the business is saying it, I can't, I don't really have, I can't get upset. Now, if it's the government, fine, I get it. No, I think it's, it just gets very triggering for people. Yes. And somehow it, they take it to like, you know, to to their chest where it's like so offensive to them. Like you're take, I don't know, taking right. your rights or something. Yeah. Right, right. And so. again, meanwhile, it's just a rule. Just like when you walk into certain restaurants and you have to have a suit coat. You know, it's yeah. it's the or same you have, thing. You gotta be twenty one to drink. Right. No one's being a well. Fan. That's a but that's that's a government law though. You yeah, know what right. I mean? So that's it's a like, bad example. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but you get. Yeah, I understand what you meant. Same, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And that's all I'm saying. And it's like <laughs> when it when it's when it's a, the venue asking you to do it. It's like, dude, just chill out. But again, what the government's asking you to do it. I get the I get the anger, but when it's a venue, you got to put yourself in their shoes and go. If I had rules that I wanted to implement, mm-hmm. and somebody were talking to me like this, I'd probably be like, "This guy's a douche." And that's something that, that that I do like. Look, I've got concerts lined up every weekend for I think four to five weeks, and I talk about it in the interview with Paul here coming up shortly, everybody. But I got we had Ex Mortis. I got Psycho Vegas this week. One more day. It, <laughs> it is. It's a lot of work, man. Three day festivals. It's a lot of work. Like I'm I'm beat right now. But I'm gonna you make take a it little through. nappy before. Nope. High on fire. Ooh, Exodus wait. down. I'm gonna make it, motherfuckers. I'll get there. You know, like you know. So uh, this guy's got time. goals. I think it's yeah. the first time I've ever heard s- Pete say motherfuckers. Oh, no, you I'm sorry, don't know man. Pete. You don't Stoner know Pete and ASG will be, I think, the last two bands I see, and then I'm gonna be good. And then the next weekend, uh, Guns and Roses is on the docket. But I m- probably will. I don't know. I'm 50 50. The I'm only reason go, I'm 50 50 on it is the yeah. last time I saw him again. This is like when they were at T-Mobile Arena two years ago. Two years ago, they still made me wait two and a half hours hours pete saw him years ago mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't like i don't i and think they made him wait, it, a bad dude yeah, yeah it, it, they were supposed to his. take the stage at what nine or ten and they didn't go on till 2 30 yeah. like fuck Ooh. you dude i'm sorry and was axel rose's vocals even good i left at like I, one I I, I I paid like. Well, I'm just saying, like, was it worth it to when he was at T Mobile? There, what are you talking about? When he was at T Mobile, he was good. Yeah, yeah. When I saw right? him at T Mobile, yeah. he was on point. He okay. was excellent. But w- the the situation with me the years ago, I, I left before they went on stage, and the tickets were like 150. dollars It was it was it was like a. Moment so you basically where I'm like, just paid 150 dollars just to no, pay. No, it was me and, and the person I went with at the time. So I just paid like 350 and just walked away, and I I never really forgave him for that. I'll be honest with you. I've seen him since, but Dang. I'm not the I'm not the biggest Guns N' Roses fan because of because of that. Yeah, well, we yeah, love their music. It, it would sour anybody's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we love their music. I mean, we're going back ten years, but I, I it's, man, you anyways, hold a grudge. And then September third, I'm going to see Between the Barrier to Me. Super excited about that. Well, no, no, as a fan, you got all these bands out there that of treat course, people yeah. with respect and stuff like that. And if someone shows like this situation where you know, hey, I had a long work week. I've been working two uh, two jobs, and all I'm going to do is come here, and then it's just yeah. neglected. It's a slap in the no, face. To me, it's like I'm I'm a, I'm a working class guy. I've a working class mentality, and when people think they're above respecting, you know, the working the, class, the working class, like I kind of I kind of step away from sure. making them like some sort of idol or anything like that because mm-hmm. we're just dudes. And then after uh, between the Mary and me, we got tickets to uh, Black Dahlia Murder and Carnifex. So I got I got a bunch of shows lined up. This was the only festival, so I'm getting a test after this one. Just to make sure, you know, I'm doing my part because it's course. important. But 
that's the one thing that I was going to say just to go back is that the mask thing is, is at play when you go and it's noticeable and you do feel it around you. Um, you don't really want to have that conversation with people. So in essence, like you, you, you just get there and when the band starts playing, it all goes away. Well, and then- in between though, you feel it. You know, you do, you feel like, uh, all right, like you said, let me get some hand sanitizers. Mm-hmm. Let me wash my hand. Like you feel that all that, that, uh, that energy, at least energy, at, a, yeah. at this large thing I'm right. doing at the, at the Exomorta show at the dive bar, it wasn't like that. Cause you know, people were pretty much at their mask on and we had distance, but like at this large thing, when we're walking around with the SummerSlam people and the boxing people You're and all like, that stuff, uh, get you feel like, you know what, this could go awry. This, you, you do have that sense where like, all right, we'll just do your part and move on. But there's, to me, there's, there's no way you can turn back ever like no. this is this is something that we're gonna have to get through and and uh, and do but like nothing would depress me or, or like take away you know more energy if, if for some reason they stopped the shows and now all the bands we're talking about the story we're gonna talk about the can't uh that are canceling shows left and right left and right that's something that i i, I respect i understand that's going to be a normal thing i think that's happening oh, definitely throughout the year um but uh what Randy Bly is saying, I think every band should kind of have that message. Just be like, guys, you know, we're here to have a good time. Mm-hmm. The most basic thing you can do is put a, you know, a mask. Like we, you know, right. we said a minute of time, it's like putting a sock on, you know, it's just, well, it's this not is- a big deal, but like, um, and, and then go to the show and, and, uh, if you don't want to, you don't have to. And well, this is this is where it all comes that, down yeah. to is like, okay, the band is asking you to do this. They're like, look, we don't like it either, but we just have to play by these rules. And when you don't do that, it's like, I'm sorry, you're kind of spitting in the face of the band and you're basically tell you know, and then you're kind of leaving the band with their hands tied because they're trying to get people out front. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get, they're trying to get people to the shows and they're just trying to meet everybody in the middle. And when you're just like, no comply, you're hurting the band. No, that's, yeah. and that's, that's what I'm trying to say. If, if we don't adhere to these rules, bands aren't going to book tours because they won't be able to make them through. You know, when, when a band books a tour, they pay for this merch, all that stuff in advance. And if that tour gets stopped after let's say four shows, they eat all that money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if we as fans, we have to all gather together as a community and be like, we got to get this band for the, through those 30 days or five week runs or six week runs. We have to be like, we have to get them through. We have, this is the best way you can help a band right now who did not get to tour for like almost a year and a, a year. half. Who's in trouble. The best way to do is follow these simple rules so they can make it through those five and six weeks with nobody getting sick. They can get some money, take care of their families and, you know, give us a show that's not on the same level of freedom, I guess. I, I, I accept that, but that's not what it's about. It's about us doing our part to keep those Looking guys. Looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, the, right. And yeah. the bigger picture for, for taking care of the bands we love is doing some basic stuff like that, man. So, uh, Seco Vegas, man, thank you guys. It, like I said, the, ve- the venue, it, the show got gutted. So many people uh, got canceled. All those things. One of the guys that did get canceled was Wino, who... Went on some rants here and, uh, you know, obviously from the obsessed currently and St. Vitus legend. And I love Wino. I really wanted to see him at this festival, but because the Mandalay Bay had a mass mandate, he was like, I'm not doing this. And no problem. And that's his right. And that's, that's all those things. And you know, what's going to happen. He has a lot of conspiracy theories. If you guys want to go read about him, go ahead. It's on metalsucks.net. There's two, uh, headlining stories on him. Very similar to the stuff Matt Pike has said to me when I interviewed him, things like that. And I respect those dudes for what they've done and, and the, the beauty and art they've brought to my life, you know. But hopefully, um, ho- hopefully, you know, 
they 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 listen and see other avenues down mm-hmm. the road because the way the way he comes off here, I think it just does. It, it's just not appealing for mm-hmm. for that. You know, I'm still going to listen to his records, and you know, if he comes to town, I'm going to see him definitely because I'm a huge fan of especially the Obsessed and uh, the St. Vitus days. But the point is, is that you never want you never want to uh, you never want to see the misinformation train take out someone that you know gave you a lot of uh, a lot of good times in your life you know you don't want to see the misinformation chain break the mind down so apparently obvious mm-hmm. you know it's a tragedy when when that happens and then you know they're going to stick up for it and all those things but yeah it, it kind of broke down so if you guys want to read those stories go right ahead otherwise uh man i got like i said one more day at psycho vegas next week <laughs> i'm gonna see the boys here in between the barrier to me uh it, live music is back my church is open you know Yay. with a little bit of rules and uh and you I got, think that's you guys, what it is. I, 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 like I said, I'm floating on a cloud. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is because it's it's back, and I, that's how it's been the last week and week and so. That's all it is. It's yeah. just a little bit of compromise, and it's like that's. But again, you know, there's so many people that look at this and they want to compare it to communism. They want to compare it to socialism. Give them and time. Argentina, what's going on over there? It's just like, man, like I don't. know. Give, give them time. I, had a, I was fun. talking with somebody the other yeah. day, and of course, it, it never fucking fails. Somebody wants to compare somebody making rules to Hitler, and I'm like, okay. Like, buddy, this, this, this is in the uh, concentration right. camp. This is literally what this person said to me. They go, <laughs> they go, I posted a meme, and it was so true because they were asking like how the Jews could comply. And uh, you know, and it just started with little things, and I and I and you know, th- little things like this, and I go. You mean you mean little things like shooting their family members in front of them and telling them to comply or die? Yeah. You know, this you're trying to say that this is on the same level as that. <laughs> so again, once all that fear gets thrown out there, there are people that just immediately grasp onto that and they hold it to they, they hold it yeah. close to them hold it close to their chest like a religion. Yeah, ex- extreme examples are what's popular these days. Exactly. It's it's an, it's a very But uneducated, it hurts everything. It's an uneducated example. And I don't think a lot of people are listening to that friend of yours and being like, he's got a point. I think they're just letting him talk and walking away. And, and it's okay. Like I said, and they're thinking he's a ding dong. Yeah. Right. As either walking I, away. I, you know what? I'm going to start using that ding because dong. as yeah. you guys know, when I insult, I usually say like, I hate them. I want them to catch on fire. You know, there's things mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Ding dong. I'm going to, that's my new thing. I'm trying hey. to say, I'm trying to use the word hate less. Hey. Oh boy. It's hard. I think yeah, I said I it like it. 20 times this episode, yeah, yeah. but ding dong, ding dong. I'm ding sticking dong. to it. I'm, I'm really, instead of saying fuck, you say fudge. No, yeah. I'm not oh. getting rid of my beloved fuck. Hold on a second. Oh. Ding dong. I'm in. All right. Fuck. Always. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Hashtag I just, don't, don't you want to make that? Fuck a t- always. Yeah. Fuck dot, dot, dot. Ellipsis. Always. Uh. And I, I, dude, really, at this stage, I just think the most hurtful thing is you can do is is bully anybody for their ignorance, their beliefs, their uneducated ways, their misinformation, all those things. I think you just gotta because there's misinformation coming everywhere. Show some grace. It coming from both sides. Welcome, welcome to me. I just welcome everybody, and then you know, do the right steps for yourself and your family. Which, like, if you don't agree with someone, I think it's okay to keep that person at at an arm's length. Yeah, yeah, but definitely, you know, make the effort to get along at this point. Because I'll tell you right now. Now, the more we get along, the easier this is going to go yeah. through. And I and I feel like a lot of people are are off this. Let's point fingers, and you're yeah, I'll never talk to you again, and you're written off. I think uh, no, I'm not saying no, no, I'm, we're not there yet. Oh, but okay. I'm saying eventually, I feel like if if we again if if we just show people that hey, 
No one's better than anybody else. We all, we all get stuck on some kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. But you know what? At least this community, we all want one thing. We want these bands to tour. We want to see them. And we want to celebrate the music that they're putting out, this new music, especially the last year that we haven't gotten to. So with that overwhelming goal, look at it any way you want, as a community or as a selfish goal, because you want it. Either way, you know, the right thing to do is, is it's, it's in all our hands. And I definitely think we'll get there. So with... That last bit of information yeah. on that. Let me tell you guys real quick. Rotted Through is releasing their debut album, The Depths. It's coming out September 10th on all major platforms. The Depths is a dark net inspired horror show that gets deliberately heavier the deeper you descend. Get your pre-order September 3rd on iTunes, Bandcamp, or go over to RottedThrough.com. And make sure to follow Rotted Through on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rotted Through. One more time, guys. Rotted Through's debut record, The Depths. It's coming out September 10th. Pre-order your copy September 3rd. RottedThrough.com on iTunes or Bandcamp. And with that, oh, always a great chat. Let's jump into my chat here with Paul from Between the Buried and Me. Everybody, what's going on? Petter Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I got Paul from Between the Buried and Me. We are here to celebrate, my friends, the new record, Colors 2. It's coming out August 20th. Now, let's just jump right into the, uh, I think, the question that you're probably getting the most of. Why did you decide to go with the sequel to Colors at this time frame in your guys' career? Well, actually, um, first of all, good to be here with y'all. But uh, the Colors 2 idea kind of came about um, back in 2019, which... uh, I guess towards the end of 2019. Um, and we, we just felt, I think the main reason was we felt like we were in, um, in a similar kind of like mental state as far as like where we were with the band. Um, as we were back in 2007, when we wrote colors one, we felt like we were kind of in a, I don't know if I would describe it as like desperation, but we just felt like we were at a point where we really needed to like do something special, you know, like kind of, next level uh, thing, you know, something's kind of next level to push ourselves uh, a little more, uh, you know, creatively and I think, you know, establish ourselves moving forward. Um, Now we're obviously getting older and stuff. So we, you know, we were like, if we're going to keep doing this for a long time, we need another kind of like landmark record. And so it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, I keep describing it as almost like the spiritual or philosophical sequel to colors um, more so than like an actual you know we weren't trying to rewrite colors but we were just in a similar mind frame and like creative headspace as we were in um in 2007 you know kind of like a backs against the wall kind of scenario where we where we just felt like man we we really got to bring it on this one so that was really it was kind of born from that and uh and then yeah you know and then of course (laughs) the pandemic happened so um we, we spent the uh, majority of the of that time writing the thing, which was a whole other, which was a whole other thing. So, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it just kind of all, um, you know, the, the amalgamation of everything, just it, it, it was kind of perfect, honestly, for, for a really, you know, a, a creative outpouring from us, you know. Yeah, and that's so. a great point is that you, you set up this bar to kind of follow up this landmark record where it changed the dichotomy 
of the fan base, the careers. And Colors did that um, back then for you guys. And you guys, then you had no deadline. Did that make it harder for you guys during the pandemic? Or was it like, did you still be like, we have to get these songs done at a certain time uh, throughout the whole process? Right, yeah. I mean, obviously, we, we didn't know how much time we had. I mean, when, when COVID started, we didn't, you know, I mean, <laughs> it seems like an eternity ago, but I think we can all remember that it was like, oh, you know, in a in a few weeks or in a month, you know, everything will be fine. Um, and we actually had a tour plan. The tour we're on right now, actually, mm-hmm. you know, we were supposed to do it in May of 2020. So we just kind of like, once we realized that was not going to happen, we just like flipped our schedule around and we were like, okay, let's go ahead and write the record now. Um, and honestly, like for me personally, and probably for a couple other guys in the band, like we weren't ready to write. We were in like tour mode at that point. So having to shift gears like that was actually challenging. I mean, I think at varying points, like all of us kind of almost had like writer's block a little bit. You know, you would think that, that during the pandemic, like ideas would just come flowing out, but it was kind of the opposite at first for me. Like I, I had a hard time uh, creating music. Uh, but then, you know, just like a light switch, you know, went off and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, everything started pouring out. And, and like you said, we didn't really have a hard deadline. You know, there was like nothing we were, um, you know, there was nothing we were <laughs> working towards. We didn't even know how long this would last or if we would ever tour again or anything. So um, that was good. That was kind of relieving because we, we really did have a lot of time to kind of dig in and dissect and, and pay a lot more attention to detail than maybe we would in the past. Um, and, and there was, once, like I said, once we got going, there was no shortage of ideas. So, you know, it, it all kind of came together pretty quickly, honestly, um, although, you know, it didn't have to. You know, we, as you said, there, there was no real, real deadline. That's the beauty of it, man, is that and, and that it, sometimes you look at the factors, but it always comes together when it's supposed to come together. And I love that. And, and you are the first uh, band that I'm talking to now. I just saw my first heavy metal concert since the pandemic. So we're going over a year and a half ago. I just saw Ex Mortis and Lich King at a, a place out here called the Dive Bar. And now every week I have a, a big show this week. I'm in Las Vegas. So this weekend I got Psycho Vegas. The 27th, I got Guns N' Roses. Nice. September 3rd, I got you guys coming out here uh, doing the current tour. Nice, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, so I'm, I'm diving back in. You know, I am. I'm, yeah. I, I feel good about myself on, as far as, like, I'm fully vaccinated. I wear the mask. I haven't seen anything. And just being around the atmosphere has been just a beautiful thing. Like, I don't want to say that the show I just saw, the Ex Morta show, is in the top 10 of shows of all time, but because of the situation, it felt that way. Cause I was like, I didn't think I'd be here, you know? <laughs> like, um, a- absolutely. I mean, it's an emotional experience. It was, man. I mean, man. our first show back, it was, it was like, dude, I mean, I, you know, I'm 42 years old. It, that's the longest I've gone without playing a show since I was, you know, 16. So, I mean, it, it, it is an emotional experience. It is weird. You know, there's no getting around that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit of even us out on tour right now. Like there's a level of paranoia. We, we are all vaccinated. We're all like super duper careful. We wear masks everywhere except for on stage. We request that all venue personnel wear mask, mask and everything. But even with all that said, like there is some risk there and it sucks. Um, but at the same time, like it's good to be back out here and, and, and we feel like we've done everything we can do. Um, to ensure our own safety and the safety of the people close to us. Um, I hope everyone in the crowd has done the same. I can't guarantee that right now, mm-hmm. but I hope they have. Um, and we just try to 
try to make the best of it and have a great time. But it is, you know, that for those for that two and a half hours that we're on stage, man, it's, it's the best part of my day, and I and you know I love doing it. So I'm happy to be back out here doing it, even though it is not the most ideal uh, conditions, as you obviously know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but that's the thing is that the weight of that, I guess, stress. If you do the steps that you know people tell you it, it wasn't there and the mental health of watching the like as a fan perspective the mental health that i i feel like it the positive energy of seeing a band play songs and just even though like i said i had the mask on my arms were crossed i'm not doing mosh pits or anything like that I, you know i'm just not there yet but my point is is that it's the environment my entire life absolutely my entire life is like my dad told me good habits and bad habits you pick one they take the same amount of time they take the same amount of effort Going to concerts and heavy metal is my good habit. You know, it's always been my good habit to be a part of that scene and not having it for a year and a half. Yeah, I had to replace it with uh, some some stuff, which was totally fine. But it, there is no replacing it, is my point. There was just things that were like waiting me out to get back to it, you know? Dude, I agree 100%. You know, I always describe it as like, you know, it's not just my job. It's not just my livelihood. This is my identity. Yep. You know, this is like who I am. So when it's take, when it's when it's gone for a year and a half, um, it is it does take a, a toll on you mentally and emotionally. And um, you know, I think a lot of people maybe don't really understand that. If you're not like as you said, you know, this if this is not like a, such a huge part of your life, like a lot of people don't get that. But that's 100 percent what it is, man. It's just. You know, I think all of us, whether you're a fan or a, or a musician or whatever, like the last year and a half has probably, you know, kind of caused somewhat of an identity crisis for a lot of people because it, it, everything that you were <laughs> it was no more, you know, for a period of time. So, again, getting back to it, even in these kind of, you know, not less than ideal <laughs> circumstances, it's still such an emotional and cathartic experience to to be at a show whether you're performing or just watching and listening like it it feels good you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it, even if you're you've got a mask on like yeah you're not used to wearing a mask at a show i get it but it's still a show you know let's rock and roll exactly and to me it's like putting on a pair i mean i think burton c bell said it's like putting on a pair of socks and i know i understand that in an, an environment where it's a little harder to breathe i i get people's things but Man, the second, I guarantee you, the second the band comes on and you hear the song, when I hear you guys start with mirrors on this tour coming up, what mask, bro? <laughs> you know, like it's, it, it's yeah, like you're exactly, transcended, yeah. the amps are loud, you're there. And I'm telling you, like people just get to that point. Don't question it. Just do the right thing and get to that point because it's well worth your time, especially from a fan's perspective. And like you said, you guys as well. Um, and that's something that we, I do want to touch base on because you are on tour right now. You're feeling that energy. You're feeling the great thing. I'm, I'm super happy. And I will defend our scene till death, even though I know there are guys out there and, and gals that aren't really following it. I know that the majority of our scene, because I've seen it going to these concerts, they care about one another and they want this to keep going. And it's like, just tell us the rules and we'll play, bro. That's the way I am. And that's the way I think a lot of us are out there. So let's just keep doing that. And then you know, no bullying the people that are against it, but just show them the right way. Show them that, hey, we want Absolutely. to be a part of a community. And, dude, they'll, they'll come together, man. We all, we all learn our lessons yeah. on different paces. Yeah? Absolutely. Lead by example yeah. and, and also understand that, you know, we're all kind of guinea pigs right now. Mm -hmm. Like, we're one of the only bands out on tour right now in our world. A lot of these venues that we're playing, it's their first. we are their first show back. 
for a year and a half. So let's set some <clears throat> let's set some precedent here. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's lead by example. Um, show that we can do this safely and happily, and everybody can have a good time and stay safe and healthy. That's that's our goal. You know, whether we achieve that through a six week tour it is yet to be determined. But we're doing everything that we can to to uh, you know again set a good example and set a precedent that hey, this can be done, and and let's keep doing it. Absolutely, and dude, fan base, myself, that's all our goal. That's that's it should be absolutely. If it's not just you know, look within and ask yourself why. Why do Why do I want to? You know, not have a, a show. Don't hurt the people that love it. Exactly. That's all I got. But anyway, so, but uh, I agree, agree. Same preach preaching to the choir here. I think. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I like people to hear it because maybe there are people out there that are like, man, I I'm you know, there's a stubbornness to it, and it's like, no, there's no stubbornness, dude. I want you here. Just you know. Let's not let's not Absolutely, do anything yeah. wrong. Like, no, yeah, I, I, I'm with you 100%. So to segue to the um, – back to the record, man, I do want to bring up the animated video you guys did, Fix the Error. Tell me about how much is right the on. band involved in that? Dude, the song is fantastic. The video was super cool. Um, I love animated stuff. I've always have been, especially the style that was used. But tell me about how involved you guys were in that process, making it, and uh, the notes you maybe gave. So actually, man, like – other than Tommy kind of giving, um, so the the guy that did the video, um, who, who you know should be celebrated, is a guy Tony Solano, who is an animator for Sumerian, and he, I mean, he fucking killed it. I mean, it, I love the video. It's it's the only video of ours that I I've watched like multiple times. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really love it. I'm like you. I love like animated stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. But. Um, other than like Tommy kind of giving him sort of a blueprint or outline of the lyrical content and, and the, the theme around like the song, um, he, you know, Tony pretty much just ran with it and did its own thing. And, and, and we, and obviously we loved it, you know, we loved the character design and the whole thing. And then the only tricky part, honestly, that we, that we did have notes on and had to be kind of, um, Remedy that I guess uh, was the, the incorporation of kind of the live footage. Um, that was kind of difficult to do to make it kind of mesh with the animation, especially the drum solos because those were just filmed on like iPhones. Like the various drummers that did the solos, they just filmed it themselves on their iPhone. So it's like varying quality, and you know, it just kind of looked amateurish. You know, obviously, so. To be able to incorporate that in was difficult, but Tony came up with the idea of the guy like falling into a, a theater and watching it on it, and I thought it looked awesome actually. So, um, so again, kudos to Tony. Like he he pretty much just just kicked that thing's ass. He did an awesome job, and and we had other than that, other than like the live footage stuff, like we really didn't have a whole lot of. Um, you know, notes on it. Like we were just like, dude, this looks great. You know? So, uh, yeah, he just, he just crushed it. I can't even imagine how many hours he put into that, you know, hand drawing all that stuff. I mean, it's just insane, but yeah, he did an awesome job. Yeah, dude, kudos for sure. And that's, that's the passion. That's what people, you know, always out there that are listening. If you're into art, 
you, you just want it to be right and you just want it to be exactly what that video came out and that dude totally led the charge and, and, and it was a beautiful thing and I, I think if people haven't seen it make sure you're checking out the Fix the Air video there, as you mentioned there's cameos by drummers uh, that we will all know in our beautiful universe and, and, and it's pretty awesome but segueing back to a little bit to the sequel thing now you guys have done things in twos kind of a little bit throughout your career the, further, the, the future sequence for example um, had a couple parts to it Automata, which was a different uh, beast altogether, had to uh, was one record in essence, but had two parts. How did that experiment go over for you guys as a band um, to to split up a record in two sides? Did you like that when it was all said and done, or do you prefer to put out everything kind of like you guys did um, with Colors Two and you know Great Misdirect and all those records? Uh, I think, it, like you said, it wasn't. It was definitely an experiment with uh, the Automata two-part thing. We wrote that album as one album. It was intended originally to just be one album. It was just kind of an idea um, with Sumerian and us. You know, it was a collaborative idea. We just decided to release it in two parts because we were like, ah, you know, we're in an age of, you know, short attention span <laughs> uh, music consumers. So we were like, ah, maybe if we just release like a half an hour at a time, you know, it'll be like easier for fans to digest. But what we ultimately realized is that our fans actually prefer um, the big, the big, the big piece. You know, they want to hear like 70 plus minutes of music. So um, it was an experiment. Um, I won't say that it like fell on its face or anything, but Mm -hmm. I think we probably won't do anything like that again. Um, I think if we write an album, it, it will be released like in its entirety in one go. Uh, moving forward um so so yeah um we prefer i think what we what we typically do which is uh the color you know colors colors to great oh, you know just yeah releasing one big thing now with the parallax that was those were written separately so the ep was written separately from the, the full length so that's a little bit different but uh, but yeah i don't think we would ever like write an album and then Although you did split them up in two parts, they did sound very, they had a different style, a different vibe to them with the tracks and the songs. Would you have sequenced them differently if you did make them one record? Or was that always the plan to kind of have a, that stopping point and go forward, just out of curiosity? It would have been the, in the exact same order. Yep. You know, it was all written as one as one piece. Nice. Okay. I was always curious about that. Yeah, it just so happened that it kind of broke off after, uh, what the song is it, Plot, I guess. Um, it just kind of happened to have like a nice little gap there um, that worked out to release it in two parts. But um, but yeah, the whole thing was written as as one flowing piece. You know, that's how it was written. So it, in that way, it's kind of you know we're kind of bummed that it, that in hindsight that it wasn't released as one as one thing. But you know, and you can't go back in time, so we'll live with it, live and learn. There's a there's an anniversary in its future, and there can be a special edition where it's all together, dude. If you guys, I'm just saying the vision yeah. the vision can come together in the future. I think it worked out totally fine, um, but yeah, I know what you're saying and, and all that stuff. Now you guys are in the midst of a tour right now. You're playing the Great Misdirect in the two set fashion in its entirety. Um, you guys are going all the way to September 17th in North America. So guys, make sure you're picking up to your tickets. As I mentioned, I'll be there September 3rd in Las Vegas. Can't wait to see it. Um, what, when you're revisiting an album and then you're playing it in its entirety years later, what kind of, uh, feedback do you give yourself? Is there a moment where you're like, dude, we nailed this? Or is there a moment like, I want to change something? 
<laughs> That's a great question, actually. Um, we all kind of have slightly different. I think with Great Misdirect, um, we all really like that album, actually. Like everybody in the band, like we're, you know, when we went back to like relearn it, we were all kind of like, wow, this album's like pretty good, you know? Um, so, you know, we pretty much play it verbatim, you know, we didn't really change it. We don't really change anything, nor did we really want to. Uh, we think it's, it's fine the way it is. There are some older songs that we're playing in the first set where um, we we took a couple, like, my, I mean, people won't even notice it, but we just did some tempo, um, adjusted some tempos a little bit um, to make it sound a little smoother. I think Dan rewrote, like, a couple bass lines for some of the older material because he, you know, uh, like pre-Alaska stuff that we're playing. He's kind of, you know, messed around with some bass lines to make it more his style. Uh, but for the most, for me, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that, like, I feel like everything has its place in time, and there's definitely some things I would change about our older material, but it is how we wrote it back then. So I think to honor it, um, and to, you know, give it the respect it probably deserves. You know, I, I pretty much play everything as it, as it was written all those years ago. That's, that's kind of my theory on it. You know, I'm not, I'm not like, not one of those people that thinks you should go, you know, digging up bones and, uh, and re, you know, <laughs> reassembling them. You know, I just, I like, you know, it is what it is and that's, that's how I play it. But everybody's got a slightly different approach. I think Tommy's maybe, um, you know, changed the way he sings certain things to accommodate his, his vocal style now. So, but other than that, you know, yeah, we, we pretty much just try to play it as it, as it is. And now here's just a, a personal question for me, but like you guys always have to me live when I've seen you all through all these years, man, the epic closing track songs like white walls. I haven't seen swim to the moon live. Obviously I'm going to see that in a couple of weeks, hopefully, but what is your favorite like <laughs> epic between the Barry to me closing track to play for the audience. Uh, the rest of the guys will totally disagree with me here, but um, and and again, like we played it a zillion times, so like I'm I am like it, it's kind of old. It's getting old to play. Like we're tired of playing it, but because the crowd reaction is so amazing every time, it is white walls for me. Mm. Um, Love it. It just. You know, no matter how many times I play it, like the instant gratification from seeing how well, it, you know, how it resonates with the with the fans and stuff in a live setting, like I, I do not mind playing that one bit. You know, it, it, it's long. It's you know, it's kind of technical. It's, it's hard to play. Yeah, you know, especially after having just played for two and a half hours. You know, it's, it's brutal. But um, but I still I still like playing it. I think the fans like it and. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, any other one of our sort of epic songs uh, overtaking that spot for me. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I get goosebumps on quite a few. I, I don't want to say titles wrong, but it's like si si Silent Flight Parliament. Off yes, of, uh, that's, that's a good one. That's, that's a great That would be one. in my top. Yeah. Yes, that would be in my top, um, top ones, probably top three or four for sure. Yeah. Um, but again, like you're not, we're just, I don't know. I hate to say it never, you know, never say never, but it's going to be hard for us to create something that, that resonates in a live setting quite the way, uh, white walls does. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's because, you know, it, it is the 
sort of the uh, most iconic like track from Colors, which is sort of our most iconic uh, record. <laughs> so you know, it just that's the reality of it, and um, I, I can live with that. You know, I, I think there's worse songs to be. You know, at least we're not like uh, I don't know. There's probably a ton of bands out there that you know that have to that have to play like a certain song, and they're probably like, oh my god, you know. Um, but for us, like you know, White Walls is not it's not a bad curse to have, I guess. No, man. As a fan, it's a great curse to have. I tell you right now, I'm I uh, every time I've seen it, it's it's been the goosebumps, man. But I am super excited to see Swim to the Moon because I've never seen you guys play that one live uh, through all the years. Uh, I haven't, yeah. at least. I, I don't know if you guys have, but I've never seen it, and I can only imagine it's going to be a great uh, great track to see, man. So, last question, everybody, real quick: do not, do not, do not make sure you're pre-ordering Colors Two. It's coming out August twentieth. So excited. The record's fantastic, you guys. Make sure you're picking it up. Last question. Live streams have been a thing. I've, I'm all about them. Great proponent. But now that we're getting back to actual live stuff, what are your thoughts on live streams continuing in the future and uh, the benefits of that as a band? Oh, well, the benefits are, are there. Uh, I probably have a different opinion than most of my bandmates, but um, I know, like, We'll definitely do do something again uh, in the live streaming realm. But for me, I guess I'm like an old school, I don't know, maybe I have like an antiquated idea, but I think that for bands, the live is so important. And there's a part of me that thinks that like live streaming and um making like the live aspect of, of music more accessible is actually kind of a bad thing. Um, I think that's the one thing that we have, to, you know, touring, playing in a building, a live show, selling merch, you know, doing all that, that stuff like that's like kind of the last thing standing for, um, for musicians, like, uh, as far as like a, a reliable, you know, revenue stream or whatever. I, I, I get a little scared that if we make it, um, sort of push button accessible on a computer screen. Um, we are devaluing that, and that that scares me. So I, I don't love it. Um, I could be wrong, but um, for that reason, I, I, I I'm not a huge fan of doing it in a post pandemic world. But uh, we probably will. <laughs> we probably will continue to do stuff like that. I'm sure. I, I totally understand your concern. I do feel convenience sometimes it, 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 it just breeds things that, you know, it, it makes things too easy. And the whole journey is getting the record, hearing the songs at home, coming there, experiencing it live, those songs that you've been singing at home, then walking away. Now you have the full journey of your guys' creation as a fan. And now you have the full experience. That's what I've always felt. I'm like, well, I got to get the full journey of this album, you know? And um, the live stream... Again, it's a great compromise when I can't do anything else, but there's no way if you're playing in my town and live streaming that I'm choosing a live stream and I hope the whole world agrees if that makes sense. <laughs> right? So, yeah, and I get, yeah, I agree with you. My fear is that not everyone agrees with you. You're right. <laughs> That's my fear. We're right. We all those all those different opinions, I respect them and I will gladly um, you know, uh, show them the way if they give me the time. How's that? <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, with, that, 
So with that, Paul, so excited to see you guys in a few weeks. Can't wait to get the physical copy of the record. It's coming out August 20th, everybody, so make sure you're pre-ordering it. Um, Thank you so much, dude, for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast. Thank you so much for having me, man, and I hope everybody out there stays uh, safe and happy, and we look forward to seeing everybody on the road. Keep your eyes
Battle Sucks podcast.
All right, guys, and we are back. Both songs you heard is off the latest record, Colors 2. It's out right now. If you haven't picked up a physical copy, make sure you guys do. Listen to it on whatever platform you can. Man, they knocked it out of the park. It is excellent, guys. The first song you heard, Revolution in Limbo. Second song you heard, Fix the Error. Both of them have videos out there. Make sure you're checking them out. Once again, Colors 2 is out right now, and they are on tour here in North America all the way till September 17th. As I mentioned, Las Vegas, September 3rd, I'll be there. Can't wait to fucking see them. They're doing the great misdirect in its entirety. Two set. Man, guys, make sure if you have a chance, you are checking them out as this goes on. With that, I want to thank everybody out there for these five-star reviews on the good old Apple iTunes. You guys mean the world that take the time to listen, but also just go over there to the Apple iTunes, click five stars. We don't need comments. We don't need nothing, man. That's all we look for. We want that number to grow. It, it, it shows that people listen. It shows that we're appreciated, and we thank everybody that's willing to do that. And also, want to thank everybody who supports and listens to our other podcast. That podcast is called Rise to Offend. It is a documentary discussion podcast. We do three-part episodes, two-part episodes on many, many different artists that may have been deemed offensive and kind of how they are seen today. You know, John O'Brien's a writer from Leaving Las Vegas. We did a two-part episode on him. Uh, one of my favorites on that one. Charles Bukowski is another guy we did. Recently did Chuck Schuldiner of Death. In the past, we've done Henry Rollins, guys. So check it out. We've done over 100 episodes. Rise to Offend is the name of that podcast. And with that, guys, our other co-host, Jocelyn Sharp, is on tour right now. So let me give you guys some dates. So if you're on this area, you can go see her do some comedy. August 24th, she'll be at the Artifice in Las Vegas. August 26th, the Speakeasy in Longmount, Colorado. August 27th, the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado. August 28th. Barrel of the Bottoms in Kansas City, Missouri, August 29th, Zularius at the Zoo Bar in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you guys have never seen Jocelyn do comedy, make sure you're checking her out. Obviously, she won't be at the show next week because she'll be on tour, but she'll be back eventually, right? Hopefully. One day. One day. Hey, she's got dreams to chase. Chase those dreams, man. No, we support her and uh, we appreciate her and everything she's done for the show. So with that, until next week, guys, show love, show care. We'll talk to you then. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.